0: Welcome to the Real Freedom Podcast, where we inspire you to pursue your passion to gain time and financial freedom through opportunities in real estate. I'm your host, Mike Swenson. Let's get some real freedom together. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Real Freedom Podcast, where we talk about building time and financial freedom through opportunities in real estate. And the exciting thing is... You don't have to be in real estate full time to be successful. You certainly can. There's a lot of people that, you know, it's it's their main passion, their main thing and they're in it full time or they have a desire to get it into full time. And today's guest is somebody who it's certainly provided a fantastic platform and allowed them to operate the opportunity to pursue some other things as well in their life. And so today we've got Zachary Daniel and he's going to share with us all the crazy stuff he's done and uh, still a, a young guy and a, and a lot ahead of him, but just a quick background. So grew grew up in Milwaukee, Midwest guy, and uh, went to school for nuclear medicine. And since then, he's worked in, in crypto. You're an investment advisor. You actually have a fiction novel out. Uh, manifest Destiny. We'll talk about that. Um, it actually comes out today, the day that we're recording this. So if, if you're hearing this a couple of weeks later, it's it's out now. And all of this is because of, in, in some part degree, because of what you've been able to do with real estate and, and the partnerships that you've built. And so pursuing time and financial freedom through opportunities in real estate, that's where we're at. And so we will talk about that. So if you're somebody that has other areas of interest, other things that you want to pursue, and this is one solid spot for you to put your money um, to be able to create wealth. Fantastic! And so that's what Zachary's done. So welcome to the show.
1: Yeah, thanks, Mike. I appreciate you having me, and thank thank you for the intro.
0: Talk a little bit about your your background, how you got into to nuclear medicine, um, <laughs> how you got to you know moving out of the Midwest, and then we'll touch on the real estate piece and and where that's gone for you. So
1: yeah, like like Mike said, I grew up in the Midwest. Um, went to school for nuclear medicine, and I I really liked it. You know, I always wanted to be kind of in the healthcare field. My mom was a nurse that kind of influenced me that way. And I just viewed it as I liked the job and it was very stable and interesting.
0: So Mm -hmm. once I graduated
1: school, I actually moved out to Oregon um, to start pursuing nuclear medicine. And, you know, funny enough, opportunities arise uh, where I had the chance to start my own investment practice and I took it um, because. investing in finance has always been my kind of passion and hobby. And mm-hmm. the interesting thing about finance is as long as you make money, you don't need a, you don't need a degree, right? You don't need a a PhD or a master's or something if you can make money. And so that's kind of how I, how I viewed it. And so nuclear medicine was something that I enjoyed, but was going to pursue the finance and, and with that real estate too. Uh, and hopefully hey, the timetable got sped up some, compared to where i originally planned but that that's always great mm-hmm. um, so yeah i moved out to the west coast and and you know it's allowed me to do a bunch of different hobbies like you know writing the book <laughs> that's coming out or um kind of spending my time a little bit more uh you know where i where i want it so no it's been great and um i, I would highly recommend it to anyone
0: yeah so, for those folks that are curious, give give us the the brief overview. What does a degree in nuclear medicine mean? what What is nuclear medicine?
1: <laughs> yeah, nuclear medicine is a imaging modality. Uh, you know you get MRI, you get CT. Um, think of it like that, except kind of a, a sp- subspecialty. So where CT or MRI looks at body structure, bones, ligaments, tendons, nuclear medicine looks at body function so how body systems are working how your kidneys are working how your heart's working um, probably our most popular scan is the pet scan which is basically an injection of radioactive sugar and looking at hyperactive cells for tumor cancer and uh, so yeah that's basically nuclear medicine is you know injecting radiopharmaceuticals to uh <laughs> to image people's body systems it sounds sounds kind of sci-fi and it is in some ways it's it's, mm-hmm. it's really interesting but uh but yeah, it's it's a very specialized field of, of imaging.
0: Yeah. So naturally, and, and this is where I want to highlight for people, um, there's so many people that spend time in real estate and are in real estate full time, and they're like, I never, I, I just need to know a little bit more, or I don't have the right connections um to get into real estate. And in a lot of ways, real estate's all about just taking the risk, finding some good people to partner with, um, which, which you you've done that. Um, but I want to highlight for people like this is your your background is nuclear medicine. Like you, you didn't get into to real estate. You've thought about real estate. A lot of people have always kind of said to like, I've wanted to get into real estate. But I just want to highlight for people like this is not anywhere close to <laughs> anything related to real estate. And yet you're still able to, to pull that off. So talk a little bit about um kind of the the cryptocurrency piece um and how that has now rolled into the the real estate investment. So let's let's get into that for a little bit. So um yeah, how how did that next step work for you?
1: Yeah, I've always been into Bitcoin and crypto. Um, and obviously, you know, I'm sure your audience has at least heard of it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and and it's probably like, well, how how do you have any money to invest in real estate right now with, <laughs> with how prices are? But I've been in a long time and uh, basically like like you said, I, I don't have a real estate background, but I've always thought it's one of the best ways to build wealth and you know preserve it long term. So I've always mm-hmm. been interested in it, and when the opportunity presented itself that I had in you know an excess amount of capital, I wanted to allocate some to real estate, Bitcoin and crypto being hyper volatile and hyper hyper cyclical. Mm-hmm. Um, I wanted something to, you know, the next best basically i think of crypto and real estate as my two ways to build long-term wealth crypto being volatile and and highly appreciating at times and, and real estate being more stable reliable mm-hmm. and um and so yeah i want to move some of my crypto um gains into real estate but the issue that i had was i was in oregon and the real estate out here just wasn't conducive to renting um, mm-hmm. You know, the rental income was just not even going to cover the mortgage because the real estate prices are so high out here, and I didn't want to go the route of betting on appreciation of the real estate as my kind of cash flow. Um, mm-hmm. it just you know, it just wasn't the way I wanted to do it. So I partnered up with one of my best buds back in Wisconsin, actually. And he had, he was also thinking about the real estate, but he had recently graduated and he was kind of starting to build his wealth. So he's like, dude, I have time and I've, you know, experienced like, basically he basically redid his own own house, mm-hmm. you know, redid the basement, redid the upstairs bathroom. So he's like, I got time and willing to put in the work and I have capital. So we kind of teamed that up. And then the real estate market in Wisconsin is, you know, much more favorable to rents and um, and cash flow, so we teamed up there, and it's been it's been an amazing partnership, and uh, it's definitely allowed me to you know brought some financial freedom to me and a springboard for you know building that real estate practice out um, into something that hopefully he can do full time.
0: Really- yeah, I, I was going to say, I think you know the the crypto piece and the real estate balance each other well because, like you said, cr- crypto is volatile, um, and there were high gains. A lot of that you know has come down and so you were smart enough to say okay how can i complement each other here and put it into something because for for some people um, they may not like real estate because it's not risky enough now you can get into um there's certain elements within real estate that are much more risky development and that sort of thing uh, but for some people they might say hey I I want to invest in businesses and companies because I do have a high risk tolerance so here you took something that was risky and then you combine it with something that's more stable um and and that helps to to balance each other out
1: yeah it, it definitely did and and I'm I'm very glad I did because, you know, looking back, I'm looking at what I, when I sold uh, compared to what if I would have just held on to it. And I, I am a you know very staunch long-term believer in, you know, like Bitcoin, but um, I still, you know, recognize that it's not the only way to to build wealth. And then certainly, you know, looking back at this real estate, uh, the foray in the real estate has really um, done well for me as far as you know, preserving, preserving my wealth that I have and you know, building on it. so,
0: yeah, and yeah. for a lot of investors, like you said, the the problem that we hear from people on the coasts is it's it's tricky to invest in, you know, multifamily properties or single-family properties because you don't get that cash flow. And as we talked about, you know beforehand, that's why a lot of people like to invest in the Midwest. You know, myself being a, a real estate agent, investing in Minnesota and helping investors on the West Coast primarily invest in Minnesota. Like that's that's what people enjoy. Is I get that balance of cash flow and appreciation. Once again, safe, stable, balanced with you know kind of volatile works out well. So talk about yeah that kind of that first property. How did you guys? Because you're you're working with a, a buddy, um, which some people say fantastic you know them you trust them some people will say it puts at risk you know the 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 friendship and so talk about working with a partner um and w- what we talked about too ahead of time is you know think about it like a triangle so you've got you know, money on one side, you've got expertise on one side and time on the other side. And so you know if if you're looking to get into real estate investment, you want to assess yourself at all three of those sides. What do I have in terms of time? What do I have in terms of money? and what do I have in terms of expertise? And you, you had money, you didn't have the time and you're not boots on the ground. You've got somebody who has time is boots on the ground and so there's there's some piece there so talk about yeah how that how that partnership kind of worked and how you were able to select those properties.
1: Yeah, um, yeah, no, we it originally started obviously we good buddies and play video games together and we were just both talking about how real estate you know really could be. We both wanted to be in it but we both had limitations. You know, I had the geography uh, limitation and the time limitation, he had the capital limitation. So we kind of put put it together, and um, you know, he the expertise that he had. You know, obviously we we're both new to real estate, mm-hmm. and um, I had expertise in starting businesses and LLC and dealing with the banks and the finance, and, and so that was where I ac- lended some expertise. And then his expertise was he grew up in the area that we bought the real estate in his whole life, and he's always been uh, a diligent and I would say compulsive at times, you know. Uh, he he really put in the time as far as uh, researching, and he's always been, I would say, a stickler on on quality. Mm-hmm. So even when we lived together, so we roomed together at college, even when we lived together at the houses, he would always point out things at the house that the landlord should be fixing. He's like, "Why isn't this? Why isn't this painted? Why why is why do we have to deal with the broken?" washing machine why is you know this and that and for the rest of us college kids it was like not, it's a college i do not care." Mm-hmm. but for him he was already pointing out these things that i think has served us well in the expertise department um so yeah we, we're still learning the expertise i think that the angle's growing but mm-hmm. in the partnership as far as you know people say don't get in the business with people that you know can ruin friendships can ruin family uh i think you got to. It's a risk, Um, Mm -hmm. but you got to know yourself and you got to know the other person and, uh, and trust each other. But also, you know, at the very beginning, lay out what your expectations are for each person. So Mm -hmm. we, you know, we, we talked to each other extensively about what we expect and we laid out in a couple, you know, side contract forms about, you know, different things that we want, you know, part of our enterprise. And. Um, and I, I think it's, it's been very smooth. Um, you know, we're both generally not argumentative people where we can talk about anything and not going to get caught up on, we're not going to ca- ca- get caught up on little things or let a little, let a little money stand mm-hmm. between. Cause I think that, you know, it's possible that you just are so worried about everything being perfectly 50, 50 and, you know, getting your share. And, mm-hmm. and I think that can sometimes stand in the way of, you both winning long term. And so mm-hmm. we're both very um, conscious of that and we're we're both in it together. So um, yep. It's been a wonderful partnership and we yeah, played off that capital and
0: and expertise and
1: you know, time angle pretty well.
0: Yep. And you know, we we talk about in real estate you want to work with people you know like and trust. Um that that is the benefit of what you had. So if you didn't have your buddy to execute on your real estate dreams and goals, you then have to go find somebody else. And so what you do have is you have somebody that you know, like, and trust, and you've been around since the beginning. And so you have that foundation piece. And so that is the benefit versus working with somebody you haven't known for that long, all you know about them is what you've learned about them since you started your relationship. And and you don't have those those years playing video games together, hanging out together to c- cement the trust in the relationship. And so. Um, so, yeah, I agree. There's there's value there um, of how you can build and grow that. And yeah, if, if not him, you'd have to go find somebody else. So might as well start with somebody that, you know, you've lived with. You've talked about that stuff together. Yeah. He has an attention for detail, which probably is is very helpful for the tenants because they have somebody who's responsive to needs. And so there's a, a lot of benefits there. So. Yeah.
1: Yeah, for sure. And, um, and yeah, yeah, you can see, you know, someone that you've been with for a long, known for a long time, you can see them in a bunch of different scenarios. So stressful scenarios, um, scenarios with money. So you can kind of anticipate what, how they might react versus, mm-hmm. you know, you're going out and find some, finding someone else. Yeah. They can present a certain image, but you don't know how they react in certain scenarios so and that first house you know uh, so we started getting property um, in 2020 mm-hmm. and the real everything the environment was perfect for it right then because the real estate uh interest rate levels were low super low and the real estate hadn't quite started taking off mm-hmm. and especially in the midwest a lot of these Places, you know, towns or outside of huge cities like maybe Milwaukee or St. Paul, um, a lot of these places hadn't seen housing appreciation for a decade. Mm-hmm. So all of a sudden prices started creeping up and long, long-term long tenants or uh, long-term landlords were just selling property. They're like, oh my gosh, my property appreciated by $10,000, $15,000. I'm selling, I'm selling everything. Mm-hmm. And so there was, I would say there was like a period of like fire sale. Where there was super low interest rates and housing prices were just starting to creep up, but there was a flood of inventory, and mm-hmm. that's kind of where we started to to strike. And uh, but we, you know, we were pretty picky. We probably looked at, we've probably seen like a hundred properties so far. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, now we're in kind of a limbo area, which we talked about before, just because interest rates are little high right now and housing prices have not come down to kind of match that balance um, and it's still a pretty tight inventory so we're kind of ready to ready to pounce but uh, but we're biding our time and that's you know real estate's a long-term game so you gotta have patience um, because once you're in a property it's tough to get it's tough to get out and you you put so much time and money and effort into it that you know you don't want to make the wrong choice so it's better to be better to be overly cautious and then try to jump before, you know, at the wrong opportunity. But I guess in the same breath, you know, you can kind of be too cautious where you just sit on the sidelines. You're like, I'll wait, I'll wait, I'll wait. I would say, you know, you just kind
0: of got to go for that
1: first property um, and and just do it. But
0: uh, yeah, I think, I think, you know, I've talked about this before, tr- treating that first property as an education too, because you you mm-hmm. have to learn, you can't get to the 10th property unless you get to the first. And so there's going to be some things, maybe you wish you did, have done different. There's going to be some things that you're like, oh, wow, that worked out really well. Um, and so you learn those things through doing it. And so it's, you know, kind of like a child, <clears throat> a child doesn't start off just running Right, they have to learn to walk first, and they're they're cautious, they're timid. Once they get their feet under them, it can happen fast, and they start running. Um, but it's it's that same way. So you wouldn't be sitting where you're at today, looking at your fourth property without having those other three. So you're you're gonna have the expertise, you're gonna have the knowledge that you've gained together, you're gonna have the stabilized asset of, you know, building it up, building it up, fixing it up, your working relationship together. So there's a lot of positives that have come out of your your first few properties together that you're now going to be able to to build and grow and and you know maybe you'll be able to grow more quickly because of what you've done together already.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I I, I think that's completely true. It just keeps and and just keeps building and keep learning. And, uh, yeah, we picked up already picked up so many things here and there that we've done right or have done wrong. And, and yeah, we're really hoping to grow it into a, into a practice where, you know, my partner you know, has redone his whole house and is good at fixing things up. And I think we would like to build uh, the portfolio to where we have the this, this stable income, but we're also have something on the side where, you know, we're fixing up houses more extensively and maybe, you know, flipping them on a, short to medium term basis um, along with kind of a stable uh, multifamily housing yeah no it's it's exciting but it it's just building blocks and um, yep and yeah yeah i i would definitely say you know you probably talk about it a lot that you don't need to be a real estate expert or go to school for real estate or think you're going to do it full time to kind of get into the foray um, anyone can do it um, you yep. just have to have some time and commitment and be willing to take some risk. So, uh, but and it's worth it. So,
0: yeah, there's, there's a lot of great things that you've done, you know, be, being able to take the risk. Most people haven't done that. Um, being able to find a partner um, where you guys have assessed like what skills and abilities can each of you bring to the partnership and to to be able to have a little bit of time working together. so, yeah, you're you're off to a fantastic start. Um, and you know that that being said, let's let's chat about this kind of moving forward here. That's now allowed you opportunity and to be able to pursue some other things. So um so share for a little bit here, you know, you're you're an investment advisor and an author now. So talk about how, that foundation in real estate, what you've been able to start to build and grow together, is going to provide you some freedom of of time, some freedom with with your finances as well to pursue some other avenues. And so, what has that done for you?
1: Yeah, I think it's it's done it's done great for me. Um, you know, we're putting most of what we earned in real estate back into the business, but it has given me a cushion, asset and cash flow wise, if I needed it. Um, because starting your own business is it's daunting and it's risky um, and you're not getting much income coming in. So uh, so I think real estate's allowed me to better pursue myself as an investment advisor because mm-hmm. I'm not going to be, it, it takes, you know, years to grow a business, um, a practice like that. And then, you know, it's also given me becoming the investment advisor, starting my own business has given me more time to pursue finishing my book. Which has been a long process, um, but I hadn't really, I hadn't really been able to fully dedicate to finishing it until I started on this extra path where I got more time, Um, and maybe I wasn't so tired when I came home from work, um, from working the shift because I was kind of using, I was kind of able to space space my resources out during the day, Um, so it's definitely given me that freedom and time to finish the book, and it's been a huge passion of mine. I'm, I'm very proud of it. Uh, you know it's a mystery thriller, and uh, you know if you're listening, go you know, go check it out. But um, but yeah, it's it's definitely been a, an awesome experience, and I can't think of of wanting to change it. So,
0: well, I'm I'm excited for you. I I love hearing stories. How you know the goal of this podcast is to be able to showcase different people in different areas of real estate and and what they've done, and. For many, yeah, it it can be a full-time thing. And yet at the same time, I want people to see that it doesn't have to be a full-time thing. And when you leverage with great people, you've got the ability to to build make and earn an income and you want to pump some of that money back into real estate fantastic and so the goal of this podcast is to show people of all different areas within real estate and yeah you get a chance to write a book and and do something that you love for those that uh can't see you on the video here like you're excited when you're talking about your book like that's something that's fun and you're able to do that because of in part what real estate has helped to do for you and and being able to pursue being an investment advisor um and and you still got that nuclear medicine degree in your back pocket you know should, should something change down the road too so you've been able to do some really cool fun things as a result of what you've been able to do in real estate as well
1: yeah for sure and you know yeah like you said I have the nuclear medicine in my back pocket but um, and and if things do fall back to that then that's fine. And I'll probably end up pursuing real estate even harder than, <laughs> you mm-hmm. know. So.
0: How can folks get a hold of you? Um, so you've got your book. I want to mention again Manifest Destiny coming out or is out now for those listening. Um, but where else can people learn more about you and, and reach out to you?
1: Yeah. Um, so if the book, yeah, out on Manifest Destiny, out on Amazon, Barnes and Noble, all the major outlets. You can find it at my website, uh, zachary daniel.com. Or if you want to reach out to me uh, get you can do it there Uh, also my business is digital edge wealth management so you can search that on google or uh, digitaledgewm.com so that's otherwise you know typical socials twitter facebook uh, linkedin but yeah that's where you find me and you know want to reach out and talk about real estate or (laughs) ask you know how how I manage dealing with a partner in the Midwest, investing, my book, and reach out.
0: Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Zachary, for coming on. I uh, appreciate you sharing your story and best elect to you in the future.
1: Yeah, thanks, Mike. I really appreciate it.